Hey, this is Dustin. Before the show starts, I just wanted to apologize. At about the 30 to 40 minute marks, there's like three moments where the show sort of skips ahead a few times. We had some issues with our recording devices. Um, there was really nothing I could do to fix the audio at this point other than cutting it out, but the surrounding audio was too good to just chop it all up. So please forgive us for this. We've taken steps to ensure that this will never happen again. And now let the cartoons begin. This is Chad Dukes, recently disgraced and fired disc jockey. And I never listened to none taken. But that's not that big of a deal because nobody listens to me either. For me personally, I don't find Assange to be like a super likable dude no. by any means. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if you were going to charge somebody with 175 years, which is what they're saying, um, put him in prison for a 175 year sentence for what he did. And that's dangerous for journalism more broadly across the globe. Like, and that's, and that's dangerous for people who are going to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. I, I think we need those people, um, in our society. And I, I think that we put all of that in jeopardy when we treat them like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that was really well put. Okay. I don't uh, know if that makes the show or not, but <laughs> I I mean I only hit record halfway through. Oh, okay. <laughs> no worries. Uh you want to just dive in here or what? Yeah. I, let me let me just make sure I don't Yeah, 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 go ahead. Else. No, I I by the way, I agree with what you're saying. Like that's the the like the negative outcome of that is so bad. Like this is clearly just a personal vendetta to to try yeah, it, to get this guy's life right. Well, and I think if you follow what happened with the DOJ, it clearly was. Like, right. that was just like people pissed off in the intelligence agencies. They were like, no. But even Trump is... goes from WikiLeaks, we love WikiLeaks, <laughs> to, you know, being a part of that. Mm -hmm. But all that shows is the lack of any moral fiber in that man. Yeah, which is yeah. not, not, it's just very that's well. Because uh, the WikiLeaks stuff came out the same day that the Grab by the Pussy tape came out. Was it? Yeah, it was the same weekend. It, it sounds right. All the yeah. stuff about her saying that um, she would have like speeches with Goldman Sachs where she would say like, we have an outward appearance and we also have the way that we act as a party or what we talk about politically, you know. In You're small, talking about Hillary now. Yeah, where she was talking about how like we have things we say on the outside and then we have things we say on the inside, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in the regards, quiet part, we yeah, say it out loud. right. Like, but very much on the record. And I was like reading that and then the grab by the pussy thing came out. So I don't know who was helping who there, but they clearly, one was meant to distract from the other. And I mean, and perhaps Billy Bush was, got fucked. I know <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, I have an Did actual question. I almost hit the start button on that. That Billy Bush <laughs> got fucked was pretty good to start the show. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, we just I, we forget all these narratives, all these things because yeah. it just it just gets well. In that story, the inflated. narrative is Hillary was getting bad press, so drop the grabbing by the pussy tape. We've been waiting for it. I I don't know. Maybe. That makes sense, doesn't it? It makes yeah. <laughs> Retrospectively, yeah. yes. What's your question? What well, it's definitely silly compared to all that. <laughs> so you know how Dave Collier was the guy that you ought to know song was about. Oh, I didn't know that. What? I didn't know that was about Dave Coulier. Yeah, the Alanis Morissette, the, the greatest breakup song ever written, probably, or like up there, yeah. top five. 
uh, yeah, the you, 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 I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know the song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Okay. I was a huge Alanis Morissette. Yeah, me too. Um, the Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great album. She's walking through the desert with the guitar case. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, there was about Dave Coulier. The, what, what uncle was he on, uh, family? Not uncle Jesse, the other one. Yeah. Well, Dave, uh, <laughs> that's so weird to think that he got her that upset, right? Like, you're just like, God, you, this guy inspired that song. I did not know this. So th- that I is pretty weird though. I, I, I thought you already knew that. I feel like that's like kind of common knowledge. I'm not saying that to talk shit. I'm saying <laughs> to say that I'm saying that to say that, that I feel like, okay, I know that, but I want to know if I want to know what, I want to know what they were watching when she went down on him in the theater. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. You ready? I am ready. Are you Schindler's List, Alan? <laughs> that works timeline-wise. Yes. Ah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the main. Welcome to None Taken Friday Edition. Welcome to our headline roundup edition, where every week my good friend Alan he stays inside because he's afraid of the sun and getting <laughs> other people ill. He uh, reads the patterns in the popcorn ceiling until they start spelling out headlines to him. He jots them down and he takes pictures of them and sends them in photos to me. It's weird. (laughs) Then we sort them out and we talk headlines at you once a week. Because I listen to 13 hours of podcasts a day while Alan watches three hours of cable news. So you don't have to. We are your antidote to mainstream media. How you been, bud? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. Itchy? I'm a little itchy. Yeah, my <laughs> eyes drive me a little crazy, but I'm we're sorry. good. We're good. Yeah, I've been putting the microphone in front of you, in front of my vision, so I don't see you scratch your face so much. Oh, it's I've been never going to get better now. if you stop scratching your face. Yeah, I know. I've, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> well, I don't have to. Look. I mean, we don't, you know. I, You know, back in the day, I would just talk all over you because I wasn't seeing you on the video, but now I watch you while I talk all over you. <laughs> I don't get enough feedback for interrupting you, so I'm never going to stop. Yeah, it's part of the show. I think people are used to it. Yeah. Remember when Buzz used to get... No. Remember when people get... We'd call in and defend Buzz when Don and Mike would talk over his news? Yes. And he he was like, no, it's a part of the show. It's fine. Like, I promise you. we do this. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just... That's how we do the show. It's all good. It's all good. It has occurred to me that my... Uh, preference for movies with little dialogue is at odds with the fact that I do an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, there's Well, that. you do like pregnant pauses, so you, I do. you do bring that to the show. <laughs> well, speaking of pregnant, we are full of news, and we're ready to have we our headlines. Bursting at the seams, That's so it. to speak. That's yeah. it. No, none of that. Uh, there's headlines. There's headlines. Listeners, we cut out a lot because it got uncomfortable. 
Mm, these things happen. All right, let's go. Let's dive in, shall yep, we? Yep, number one. All right. So Secretary of State Blinken and Defense Secretary Austin met with Ukraine's president in Kiev in the highest level visit by U.S. officials since the war began. After the meeting, the U.S. said it would begin reestablishing diplomatic operations in Ukraine. So a couple things from this. Um, so we've hmm. seen now uh, Boris Johnson um, oh, visit Kiev. We've seen... Uh, other various leaders, uh, European leaders visit Kiev, and now our Secretary of State and Defense visiting Kiev. That's kind of uh, a bit of a slap in the face to to Russia to think that they are engaging in attempting to uh, destroy this country, but Kiev is safe enough for... Well, they didn't go there six weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that was my that's first true. thought I was like pussies go when it's a fucking you know danger zone well Biden yeah. Biden was in Poland just right over the yeah, border that's true. And that's didn't, true. And, also I don't mean what I said could you imagine the win Russia would have if they're like hey we didn't mean to but we killed your general uh, that also would be very bad for Russia that would be very escalatory, I yes. believe. So, yeah, that, that would not go well. A couple interesting things, too. Um, so, after this visit, uh, Defense Secretary Austin said that the U.S.'s goal was to see Russia weakened to the point that they would no longer be able to engage in operations like they're engaged in in Ukraine. That's a weird thing to say out loud. It it was, and somewhat surprising to hear your defense secretary say it out loud. I mean, that makes Lavrov's statement this morning about how nuclear threat and U- due to U.S. and Western escalation and you know do- the weapons supplied is putting nuclear threat directly on the table. Like, do not ignore that. I mean, that sounds yeah. like it's responsive to... Because that in a vacuum without knowing, I didn't realize that Austin quote was said. Mm -hmm. No, he said that. I mean, it's not appropriate to say. So Russia is able to win. I think it's called like um, the the, the war of escalation. or That's not what the phrase is. But basically like Russia will win a fight of threats. Like they can out threat us because we aren't willing to threat nuclear war. Yeah, and that that is sort of. The problem here, right, is that they can engage in, in nuclear brinksmanship, so to speak, until they get what they want. Um, so it, that's that's certainly concerning. And we but don't that doesn't that mean escalate. you actually win the fight. There has to be some gamified way of recommendations for um, how you interact with people that act like that, right? I, so I, I've seen some some people attempt to work that out. Um, man, nuclear weapons are very difficult pieces on the board to deal with. I but think there's the Kargil War where India and Pakistan were both nuclear able and mm-hmm. not they didn't engage. They kept to conventional. Even when India accidentally fired some missiles into Pakistan, they yeah they chose not to engage actually that you know what? i will send you that podcast i was listening to earlier today uh i was listening to a show about i, th- I mentioned it in the early uh the wednesday show about five reasons logical reasons yeah. that the country might I, go to what, war. we we played like three before where it was like you know um uh, siloed ideas like you're not you you know your your estimation of your enemy and their estimation of you are not accurate was that one of them that was one of them yeah. there was also sort of the if you so it's, it's effectively if you're an authoritarian leader then the costs of, of war may down. not oh, oh sorry may oh. not 
impact you as much as if you are democratically elected. So an authoritarian leader might have reasons to go to war and then the the things that might offset those reasons and make them less palatable just aren't there because they don't face the consequences from actually having to be elected right and they're driven more so by the fact that they have a real fear of having to back down from that and looking weak because authoritarianism are authoritarian leaders are run by having people fear you right Hmm. right um anyways there's a couple other ones that were mentioned i thought that were very interesting but yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It remains to be seen what kind of off ramp we might find here. I heard a description of Russia as a kleptocracy, uh, ran by a postmodern Bolshevik minus the economy, minus the economics, but my, oh, sorry, a po- <laughs> yeah, a postmodern, there's Bolshe- a lot to parse there. Hold on. A postmodern Bolshevik minus the communist economics with a postmodern, variant of fascism as the organizing principle of the Russian society. I think we need a whole show to unpack all those words you just said. But isn't what isn't part of what makes them that type of hint Putin as a leader so effective is that layering? Explain. So his background, he is a cold warrior and uses elements of postmodernism yet he's a well not yet he's a he's a bolshevik minus the the communist economics how do you be a bolshevik minus like that's very central (laughs) to that identity i don't know um yeah i know right so i guess in that sense it's like you're a you're a populist in that way i think okay that that makes sense yeah oh do you know what um, I found out. So I was listening to something else today. Do you know what Cossack actually means? Tell me. Is it horseman? No, free man. Oh, wow. You know what? I feel like I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. So in, um, so in the original, uh, the, the Russian empire, when it was ruled by czars, right? Yeah. So they were, they had, they had serfs were a very common thing. So feudalism still. Yeah. 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 So they had a lot of serfs. And so people fled that. Peasants. And, yeah, peasants who were... This was a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half. So they say you're not a real podcast until you lose an episode. <laughs> That's what redundancies are for. That yeah. little, that, that machine thing that you have, you, that wasn't that much, right? I could, I could get one of those and do it on my end so we'd have an extra. Yeah, can yes, you can. Yeah, can you please do that? <laughs> yeah, just okay. tell me what it is. Like, not now, but... yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, send I'll me send a something. link or some shit. Yeah, I'll actually, one. I'll send you one. It's about a hundred dollars. Probably a good one to use. Okay, um, I'll buy it. okay. So last we were here with the listeners, you were telling me what a surf was. You were saying that there was a lot of peasants and that they fled. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So the sort of the Ukrainian identity, where it comes from, in some part at least, is that the serfdom was was very common in the Russian Empire. Uh, you know when it was run by the czars we're talking like 17 1800s 1900s right um and um so a lot of people who were drawn into serfdom fled that essentially that slavery right and settled resettled in ukraine to be free people and that is so the 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 meaning of the word cossack is free free man 
Um, so th- those people that escaped that serfdom and you know started their own free lives essentially yeah. is what that's about. Dude, that's happened. so crazy. So in the book and movie Dune, um, well, so so the there's a the, there's the people called the Fremen and they lived in their cities are called CHs or Sieches. And mm-hmm. that's actually yeah. the word that, like, not the Turks. I don't think it's the Turks, but whatever. The Turks lived in and the, the and and allowed the Cossacks to live with them when they were fleeing from some, you know, czar or whatever, right? And they were right. being persecuted. They, yeah, they lived in these sieges with uh, some other tribal people. Um, but they, well, was but the, but the Fremen, the Freemen, and the Cossacks, meaning Freemen. That's so. That's what. Yeah, that wow. definitely that definitely fits. Wow, that definitely fits. So yeah, that that actually is a large part of sort of like Ukrainian identity and and where that comes from and, mm-hmm. and how it, they separate themselves from the the Ruskies. Yeah, essentially. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, well, they shouldn't have joined the USSR. Well, they tried not to. Never mind. I forgot about. And they left as soon there. as they could. Yeah. Yes. True. They were the first ones to leave, which yeah. is why sort of the Soviet Union collapsed. Because yeah. without part of it, Ukraine, there was no way for them to move forward. Essentially. Yeah. Also, the cost of Chernobyl, which uh, today was the anniversary of Chernobyl, the the meltdown. Yeah, actually, and they actually had some. Uh, what is it? The IAEA, the yeah. International Atomic Agency. Uh, people were actually uh, inspecting Chernobyl today, um, and they said, "Dude, those." That, no, sorry, what said it's what. They said that it definitely has some damage um, and the time period wherein the Russians controlled it and forced the workers to just work like 24-7 for a few weeks um, caused some issues, but it's not like irrevocable. Okay. They, can, they can fix it. So, uh, dude, the soldiers were like just camping there at one point, right? Until they oh, were like, oh, outside, I'm getting sick. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got In nuclear. The exclusion zone? They got poisoning uh, from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forget that they're real people when I'm like, yeah, that's what you get for doing that that you didn't ask to do because your country sent you off to fucking war. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, you want to skip this next one? Do you want to do... Uh, who who read that last one? I think it was you. So Russia said it... Oh, no, no, no. Russia... No, I'll do... It's mine. Oh, I'll okay. Uh, incumbent Emmanuel Macron won France's presidential won. election over the weekend, defeating rival Marine Le Pen, 59% to 41% and getting okay. five more years in office. That's a huge margin. Large That's marge. A... <laughs> large marge. That was a... <laughs> large marge sent you. Yeah. That was Pee-wee. a garbage pail kid. No, it's from Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. Remember it's the lady with the big buggy eyes? Well, they ripped off Large Marge. Look just like this. <laughs> I still get the heebie-jeebies thinking about that. I couldn't. Oh man, I I only watched the first half of that movie so many times because it just scared me too much. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so polling leading up to this uh, election had this uh, much closer um, and there were a lot of people I think very concerned that Le Pen might win uh, especially like left-wing media circles that I follow uh, there were definitely people that were raising all the fire alarms and saying that this would be a disaster this would be a tragedy if this Le would Pen be Putin's wins. candidate right she right. owes 14 million that so when her party was struggling she got a 14 million dollar loan that she from the from a Russian bank that is tied to the Kremlin and then has yet to pay it back. Yeah. Okay. So she that sounds like ties. your own owned like that. Like, I don't know how else to interpret that. And when well, you say agree. that about our politicians, I say the same fucking thing. Yeah. So th- 
I guess the the weird thing is that this seems almost like our 2020 election if you listen to french yeah. people that they were like well it's the same election we had last time because it was the same two candidates all right and i didn't really like i don't really like macron but i can't vote for le pen right. so and here we versa. go uh and and if you look at the demographics of people that voted for le pen definitely she won the the younger vote um well, although I, I think that's more of a a populist uprising than I would call a, a right wing uprising. See, I had read that as, you know, they're young and in the future, they're more inclined to run to vote for her. And she's clearly going to keep running. Look at Bernie Sanders. You can do it forever. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's true though. I think that she, she had certain policy statements that were very populist that were directed at the younger population and that there was a, a significant amount of frustration within the electorate with sort of the current, status quo um where she i think that part of the reason she won so much of the vote was just people were just fed up with the way things were and wanted to see something different like what we had here in 2016 Hmm. and that just wasn't affecting the older voters was there and 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 that's why there was such a high turnout yeah i think that definitely there there was the older voter definitely voted for macron i think that also Whatever is left of the center in French politics, um, they really only felt like they had one option, which was to vote. Just like Biden. Exactly. Wow. Um, Can we move on? Yes. So China started mass... Wait, did you do the last one? Yeah. Okay. China started mass... COVID-19 testing in the capital city of Beijing, capital city, after new cases were reported over the weekend. It follows weeks of ongoing restrictions in Shanghai. Also, at along that time, China relaxed lockdown measures for more of Shanghai with uh, 12 million, probably more by now, of the city's 25 million population not allowed to leave their homes. No, now allowed. Now allowed. Not allowed. Now. Okay. All right. Well, that's less than half. Well, it's better than 25 yeah. million people yeah. being locked up, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, locked up in those uh, apartments, turned into quarantine prisons. Yeah, it was it was very rough in Shanghai. Um, now it's moving to Beijing, which is an even larger city in the capital city, so that's very concerning. But that's um, how, like, populist movements take power and, like, overthrow... I mean, it's not going to happen, but, like, that that is... Like, the, you can't sustain... The U.S. spends a lot of concern about like how they can get this type of government in China to change or not be in power anymore, and perhaps they're doing it for themselves. Like this isn't how you don't piss off everyone that lives in your country. But it's again like you, there's only one party. Yeah, no, I, I suppose that's true. Um, I'm just trying to think bigger picture here. There, there you know, there was a sense, I think in the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years that um, if you introduced um, democracy, democracy, globalism mm-hmm. um, to the Chinese would economy. would China and instead China changed us. Right. And, and in a lot of ways, China sort of gleefully points out what uh, the results of our government has been in dealing with things like COVID. Um how unstable our government has been with people, actors like Donald Trump in charge um, and, and the unreliability that we've had on the world stage over the last, you know, five, six years. 
this this doesn't help them with with yeah. that argument, right? Like right. like their 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 argument is like your your government is chaotic unstable and, and chaotic yeah. and and you're Fractured. not actually doing what's good for your people and we are. Uh, I don't see how this fits with that. Sure, narrative. sure. Also, that's a lame argument. That's like saying the trains ran on time in Hitler's Germany. <laughs> Which, by the way, they didn't. Like, I've, I've also heard that. Like, it's also, it, 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 you know, these fascist leaders, the people always say, well, the trains ran on time. They also didn't. They, you know, not that that matters. But, you know, when you're fascist, you can say whatever you want. That's true. Uh, who's uh, that? New Mexico workplace safety regulators issued a $140,000 fine, the maximum possible, against the film production company behind <laughs> Rust for firearm safety failures after actor Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun that fatally shot a cinematographer on set last year. I like this. I didn't read this headline at all, so just all the words were new. So when you said $140,000 <laughs> fine, I'm like, well, that's not too bad. And you say the maximum, I'm like wonder what this is about if that's the maximum and then you get into the movie rust and i'm like oh alec baldwin when he shot those two women it's weird because this headline or this story is sort of dropped out of the news entirely mm-hmm. um you had the baldwin interview what was that a month or two ago mm-hmm. where he was like very like oh no i wasn't my I, fault i I'm not, i had nothing yeah. yeah um and other than that it's kind of just gone away so i i interesting to see where this there's gonna be a trial right yes definitely okay well that's where it's going and there will be lots of lawsuits i'm sure as well yeah isn't that a trial well there there's criminals and there's civil trials i I understand okay right yeah i get it uh i do a new show twitter accepted (laughs) elon Musk bid to take on the social media uh do you want to do this one you know what no i think we covered that already all right cool um science science wait should we do a half here yeah let's just go to half it's a little early why not all right let's go all right cool i'll see you with a new beer in my hand on the b side covered for you i'll be covered in sequence and a beer there you go drive safe cheers this is the b side of our i almost stopped the recording and i'm singing just for you covered in sequence In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you weird so weird when we do that <laughs> when we come back like you literally sat down in the chair and like slid, slid into your seat like the, in the same way i did with like different directions and here we are oh you sent me that link to that podcast cool i'll listen to that yeah that um that podcast has been a bit redundant for me sometimes what's it called global global dispatches yeah i i agree and sometimes it's like not interesting but yeah. They put a lot of content out. Yeah, but that one slang I intent. Was... <laughs> What'd you say? Slang intent. It's short for content. Oh, slang intent. <laughs> All right. So we get into science. Um, Wait. I think I'm going to do, ask you do a, a question. Deck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, deck time. <laughs> snack time. <laughs> um, I asked my Dave Coulier question. I can't believe I didn't know that yeah. song was about him. Yeah, it's weird, right? That is pretty fucking weird. 
He had that weird mullet thing too. Yeah, like, yeah, and that weird smile. Like we're we have yeah. the same picture. He's like head slightly turned up, chin <laughs> and up. And she went slumped. down him in a theater. In a theater, yeah. Uh, so bizarre. It is. How bizarre? How bizarre? Oh man, I ain't got jokes. Um, <laughs> I I wrote down something that uh, my favorite part of having property is being able to bet the house in a card game. Oh no, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I mean, I would never do that. See, that's not that funny. Thank you. Please don't do that. Natasha was saying that, um, like, you know, we were kind of like, we're still like, wow, I can't believe we own this. And she's like, yeah, and it's our house. Like, if we want to get like ten dogs, we can just get ten dogs. And I was like, that's the first. Like, when that sentence starts <laughs> off, you're like, yeah, it's our house, and like we can modify it and like add a jacuzzi or something. And she's like, if I want right. to get ten dogs, I can get ten dogs. Like, we're we're both just children at heart. <laughs> no one can stop you know me what? from adopting all the labradoodles. That that might be like the first thing I would do. Yeah. Honestly, also, yeah. there's no labradoodles for adoption. Uh, you want to talk about science, bud? Science. All right. Is uh, it mine? Sure. I feel like it's more polite when you start. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. I don't know, I don't know that why that means. is, but all right. It is my turn. No, fuck you. Science. <laughs> scientists turn on the world's largest particle accelerator. I don't know. I said rude, right? Uh, <laughs> so they're talking about the large hard-on collider. Mm, the uh, Hadron okay. collider. Oh, right. Um, so it was off for three years during upgrades. This is called Run 3. Uh, and I will editorialize here that um, everything in this world has gone to shit since this thing lit up in 2008. <laughs> you know, where like le- there were like legitimate concerns that they might open a black hole or something when they yeah. first launched this thing? Tiny, just a little black hole. And then they're People like, well, is that it. really going to like... They're like, yeah, little black holes turn into big black holes and then everything's <laughs> gone. <laughs> that is something to worry about. We've gotten some really cool... Uh, data uh-huh. out of this you yeah know, particle physics the intention of this was I like to, I, I like to see the yeah, black hole yeah. in the middle of sweet advisors released a mission including retrieving rocks from mars and a mission to explore the ice giant uranus say uranus what the hell because uranus. uranus has the word urine in it there's no fucking winning there just say uranus Almost as big as your anus. I, I don't... Yeah, I'm fine either way. It's okay. good. Uh, that's cool. I like that they're like, hey, once in a decade we make plans. And you know what we're going to do? Fucking rocks. We're going to get rocks from Mars. Whoa. Oh, and everybody's like, rocks! Holy Yay. shit! And they're like, we're going to explore an ice giant. Whoa, fucking Thor and shit. And they're like, no, Uranus. And they're like, there's no ice giants in my anus. Sadly. <laughs> that would be painful, I think. Probably. Sharp edges. You don't, you don't that. know, though. I mean, you let them thaw out a little. Oh, that would be an ice giant. That'd well, because like it expands slushy. when it cold. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't want to think about this any longer. <laughs> okay. Um, Moving on to econ. My turn, because you said you're Uranus. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So Fed Chair Jerome Powell said a half-point interest rate hike will be on the table at next month's FOMC meeting. Uh, It's reiterating that curbing inflation is essential. So this is the guy who is uh, his economic admirer. No, he's the economic admirer of the guy that got um, the U S out of its is credited with getting the U S out of its inflation issues in the late seventies and early eighties under um, Carter. 
So that's his idol. And that guy increased interest rates up to what? 18, 19%, something like that. Something wild like that. Yeah. Um, at that time, I think they talked about inflation being really high too. Like, you know, uh, cause when we talk about our inflation levels at like 8% or something like that, we're like, yeah, it's not, it hasn't been this bad since it was like 18% in 1982. You know what happened between now and 1982? We stopped Van Halen. We st- that's 1985. You're right. Um, <laughs> the, or is it 84, 85? 84. Uh, yeah. No, the, the album was 85, wasn't it? I thought it was 84. 84. Yeah, that makes sense because of the book. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I feel like this has happened on the show before because the pointer system. Um, oh, I, oh, so measure inflation. We measured it back in 19. 19- we never had inflation this bad since when we measured it differently and it was actually worse now. It's pretty bad. Um, you're so just going to let that go? I feel like that's very significant. We're like, <laughs> no, right. it's never been this bad in 30 years or four, almost 40 years. And they're like, well, we also downplay our number now so that's a really bad thing it's pretty bad um and the why am i listening to you about this you thought it was transitory (laughs) whatever alan's gonna say don't listen the fed typically only raises a quarter percent is like their typical go-to thing oh okay do listen so you're saying this is like not just a little bit this is a big one yeah so when they go 0.5 in fact there's people i've heard that are worried about 0.75 um, that's actually a pretty massive jump inside of a quarter. Um, and, and you would only imagine that it's going to go up further. So, uh, they're pretty serious about this. Uh, and, and obviously there's reasons for that as you elucidated. So, um, the concern here is that given the current economic indicators, mm-hmm. If you look at, at at similar situations in the past, the Fed has never really been able to curb inflation of this of this level without causing a recession. Right, it just doesn't happen. Like it's just not possible. So that that puts a recession near term on the radar is very likely. Um, and so that's that's the most concerning part I think about this. So it remains to be seen if the Fed can pull it off. If they can reduce inflation without causing a recession, that would be fucking magical. But even this guy that Powell idolizes, he a lot. I mean, a lot of people give him credit, but a lot of people also say that was going on for a long time and didn't get resolved overnight. In fact, he had to keep increasing interest rates. And it's who's to say that, you know, because there were it wasn't the first time there was a recession, right? It wasn't the first time there was bad interest rates and, or excuse me, bad inflation. And when those things have happened before, they worked themselves out generally along the same timeline that that one worked out, except we raised interest rates and had a boom bust cycle. Like, this is where liberty. Yeah, I think our economy this time around is that. Yeah, military industrial complex. No, <laughs> not that, hopefully. Uh, no, is that the, we're, we're far more capable. Nobody expected Facebook or tesla or twitter or like none of be expected any of that that wasn't like right. something you could predict it just happened and created all of this massive wealth um so who's to say that there's not more of that in the pipeline we don't know um so perhaps that's that's the one saving grace we have to look forward to yeah i mean you got to be hopeful for something right indeed uh- warner brothers discovery <laughs> will shut down cnn plus on april 30th, one month after the $300 million streaming service launched 
it had approximately 10,000 viewers per day. Dude, that is so insignificant. So the weird thing is that um, this happened as... So, so CNN Plus launched when they were about to be acquired by Warner Brothers and Discovery. Discovery already has a streaming service, Discovery right. Plus. By the way, which... Warner Brothers Discovery, you're telling me that Shark Week, the channel, is so <laughs> significant that they own CNN? Dude, Discovery owns a lot of shit. It's so the weird. Learning Channel. So Discovery Plus is actually a huge success in streaming yeah i know because um, of like those uh home improvement channels or and like the murder mystery shit yeah chicks are into so um it, it but i i almost feel like it's not like discovery buys those it, like that it has to be like they're like okay we're gonna bring on all of your expertise at what you do and you're gonna be a part of our network now right like oh, there's I, no yeah. way discovery is running all of that or Definitely. warner brothers for that sake and I think this the, the, this will be the sim, similar type of thing where they're just going to integrate that into Discovery Plus. Right. It's kind of weird that CNN even tried to launch this like before they're getting acquired by a very right, large, yeah. successful streaming. It's not like they like, didn't know that that was that? happening, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were doing like, first of all, the news is going to be the news. Like, I don't need to be a part of your premium network to find out what the fucking news is. Yeah, but th- this is a sort of trend. Like Fox has one. Um, other media companies have one where they attempt to like. So Fox's, for instance, is like, well, we have our mainstream quote unquote stuff that we put on Fox News. And then we have Fox News Plus where you can see Tucker Carlson really go off, like <laughs> like really be an <laughs> asshole if you're into that sort of thing. Um so a lot of other media companies have followed that. Yeah, but they of, were doing like lifestyle shows with like behind the scenes with the hosts. Like anybody fucking yeah. cares. Yeah. And they're like, oh, now Lester Holt's going to wear like jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> instead of a suit. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fun to celebrate CNN fucking up, but I also <laughs> like, I, I don't think that, um, I don't know. Like it, there's, it doesn't feel like it's at the flop that everyone says it is because it's like, no, the reason this is happening is because they, their parent company gave them about it. They were like a stepchild because they knew that this wasn't what they wanted to do with this brand anyways. Yeah, no, I think so. You know, what's so weird about the whole media sort of landscape at this point is that three companies owes everything. No, that's what I was going to say is that there was this whole sort of movement. But yeah, it's it's so weird that we tried to like decouple all these things and all they ended up doing was just recoupling again. Like that's where we're at. Like it seems inevitable, but that's how that works. Yeah, it's almost as if companies will find a way to try to produce things as efficiently as possible while maximizing their profits <laughs> and satisfying their customers. And when they fail at any of those things, they change. And the government goes, oh, well, we're going to force you to do it this way. And then guess what happens? The companies will make things more efficiently while satisfying their customers and maximizing profits and blah, 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 blah. So, like, waste a bunch of energy. And and all that does is maintain the status quo. That makes the existing companies stronger through those time periods because they can afford to go through those um, financial crises of, of those moments. So, like, 
regulating free speech online is going to make Facebook stronger because it'll be harder for startups to compete with them on the new regular regulatory environment. Like this is what happened with the phone companies. This is what happens anytime antitrust gets put into place. And it's worth saying it typically comes as those industries are facing a change anyways. Uh, like you said, nobody saw this coming with uh, a number of things. You gave a few examples a second ago and then I promptly forgot them. But, you know, <laughs> nobody saw these things coming. In that way, government thinks this is the only way it's ever going to be. We need to regulate this. And then it changes. And then all you've done is like, sabotage an industry and leave some um behemoth company that was strong enough to get through it bloated and 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 now endorsed by the government because they play ball and that's facebook now well said you only make them stronger by trying to do that i'm sorry and but i mean i get that there's benefits to point out historically but i also think in many ways it's not the end of history but we are beyond some of this i mean the point is growth your bridge is not the way. The tool that you use to get you there isn't the thing that you worship once you're there. The bridge is not the way. Speaking of which, Netflix reported a 200,000 drop in subscribers in Q1, marking its first decline in over a decade. Whoa, whoa, That's... whoa, whoa, whoa. Our recording. Right error. Intro's good. Okay, round three of me hating technology. I am really identifying with uh, Uncle Teddy right now. <laughs> do you think it recorded all that, or what do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you because I'm looking at it. Stop picking at it. Dude, it's so hard. It's like it doesn't even feel like my skin. It just feels like a carapace. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with what a carapace is. It's the uh, external body of like a beetle is a character. Jesus Christ, Alan. What? <laughs> what? It's just impressive. <laughs> uh, that, so an exoskeleton? Essentially, yes. What? How did this enter your lexicon? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you have to learn what a carapace is. All right. Welcome back, listeners. What a great time to be cut in half. Uh, do you want to re restart the headline? Yeah, yeah. All right. So Netflix reported a 200,000 drop in subscribers in Q1, marking its first decline in over a decade. That's a long time. The firm signaled it plans to monetize password sharing and may launch a cheaper ad-supported tier. Shares fell over 25% on the news. What happened a decade ago? Was that when they steered towards streaming? Yeah, I think that uh, about a decade ago was when they kind of shifted from a dvd mail yeah. to more of a streaming service and everybody said that that's stupid of them and they should have never um yeah that'll be the end of them you know everyone thought that was a bad idea at the time yeah and then fast forward 10 years yeah. and they're like but they thought they'd have first companies. mover advantage forever in this game basically and, i don't know if they really thought that forever mm -hmm. but they did have first mover advantage obviously there's been a lot of competing services that have come since then I've I've heard a lot of people on the right suggesting that this is a result of sort of their shift to more woke if media. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. It's so nice to hear it from you. Yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with that, but... I don't I've either, but I wanted that. to hear your take on it. Well, I mean, I think there's something to it, right? Like, they have, they have programs on their network. Programs. Yep. 
on their network uh, that are that have a large fan base that was looking forward to them. Like so, so Witcher, for example, right? Um, sure. They have a character that is a different ethnicity than the character in the book, and it doesn't make sense like geographically, historically, even though it's a fiction. Um, and it's not based, it's a fantasy based, but it's like <laughs> the things we know about biology do not indicate that somebody would have this skin tone being a native of that region. And it's just takes you out of the story to see that. And like, I don't fucking care, but it, I could imagine somebody caring about it. Like it doesn't offend me that somebody would be like, Hey, this property matters to me, like as a fan of it. And it's, weird that you're like making this person look differently than like the author literally described them. And like, I, I mean, I don't care. I enjoyed Hamilton. Like I get that that's like a version of that. Um, but you know, when that happens writ large, I think you get a bunch of small cases where people kind of get turned off by it. They turn into, you know, a larger sentiment and those people affect people around them. I'm expressing to you something that I give literally no shits about, but my brother does. And I've entertained an argument with him defending mm. Netflix side on it. And by the end, he kind of persuaded me, but it's to this version of it where I'm like, I don't care, but like, okay, I get why you'd care. Sure. You're not an asshole for caring. I, I just, I feel like that's a very small segment. I of, think so too. I think there's more economic reasons going on. Yeah. Yeah. Of the population there. And there's always been, I, I, even pre Netflix, there's yeah. always been well, the guy in the group that's always like, well, uh, the book was so much better than the oh, movie. Yeah. You don't even understand. Yeah, like for sure. that's, that's been a guy in your group for like a hundred years. Right. Like right. that's always been. Yeah. Thing. Always people, people disappointed with uh, the way a, uh, a book that was, was just their way of expressing it. Right. Okay. So I, I don't know. I, I think that there certainly are fan boys and girls and others who will have an issue with the way a certain, you know, a story is translated into a, a, a movie or a show or whatever it is. Um, and that's always been the case. And I imagine always will be the case. I don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that's the reason this is happening. I, I, and I've, I've seen a lot of people on the right saying, well, this is why this is, no, they just don't make that many entertaining shows anymore. And it's like, once you watch something well, you like, like Russian doll came out last week, we binged it. I loved it. And well, I didn't, can't care for how it ended but like it it was entertaining and then afterwards i'm like what else is on netflix wow fucking nothing i don't want to watch any of this shit well let me ask you this huh when's the last time you watched a a a fiction show on any of the formerly major networks (laughs) cbs yeah that's a good point right like okay. never, right? Right. Like, I haven't watched anything on like, ABC. and we wouldn't like get on TV and be like, "God, FX as a channel is lame." Like, or because no. or, like, because you could expand that into like lower tier cable that had a lot of creative shows, right? But like you, TNT, and yeah, TV yeah, shows. yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be like, "Well, I'm not watching TNT anymore," whatever. Like, no, yeah, it was so like everything I watch pretty much is on a streaming service. I have access to all that shit but i don't watch it you know i watch sports mm-hmm. on tv i don't watch, i know right? i don't watch Same. narrative shows yeah. um so i don't know regardless of of your political persuasion i think that it's clear that streaming services have changed the media narrative or the media mm-hmm. landscape 
Um, and, and that's just where we are now. So I don't I mean, our last story was about how streaming services have changed the news landscape. Like it's happening. Sure. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Do you want to do this next one? Or do you want to just go into another news? Uh, let's go into another news because I don't trust my recording device to capture the show that we're <laughs> putting into the mics. And <laughs> it's been a fucking chore. Listeners, I hope it sounds good. But yeah, we've had the audio interrupted twice. Yeah, we've had some technical issues. Yeah. We're okay, though. Yep. All right. So there was... Do you want to go to behind the paywall just straight? or do you Yeah. Wanna... Uh, you know, something that almost came up on the sound show was I've heard, um, I've, I've heard reports that... Democrat accounts on Twitter or like left-leaning accounts on Twitter, especially that are more tied to like Democratic partisans and actual accounts of congressmen and women, senators, whatever. Um, they've seen their accounts drop by like thousands overnight and like daily almost. Um, where if you if you watched, they were trending by almost that same amount upward at that uh, in the recent period right before that, right? Um, you know, people up as like Barack Obama's account. Um, and at the same time, DeSantis is getting like 900, you know, no, like 90,000 new followers overnight. If you name a conservative politician, they're growing that same amount to the extent that the people I'm hearing complain about it, think that something's up. I can't imagine what that would be though. I have uh, seen similar posts or people complaining about this. Isn't uh, this just people? I mean, it sounds like people are going from one channel to another, but that seems like that's a lot. Yeah, I, one, don't, I don't know. I, I, it'd I'm be one thing exactly if everybody sure. went down because you'd be like, "Oh, it's probably bots being purged," you know. But well, yeah. My actually, my response was going to be, "It's probably likely bots generally." Um, so bots and, going towards Republicans and away from Democrats? I would, yeah, that would be that my right. sort of first reaction, which is based on nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like just my, yeah but when some trend happens like that in terms of follows, it sounds like a bot doing it. Like that seems bot driven. I don't know what percentage of Twitter uh, accounts are bots. I don't think there's a metric on that. But it definitely seems like a lot. I get follow requests from bots all, all the, time the time that are clearly fucking yeah. bots. Like, and I don't even post on Twitter yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. I don't. I don't know what percentage of the population it is. But yeah, it, that just feels like a a uh, switch in the bot armies. Um, Interesting. Well, I I kind of the people I've heard complaining about this sound like they're in the position to do reporting or find reporting on it. So I'll I'll come back here when I hear more. Yeah, most of the posts I've seen are like, you know, I lost like a thousand followers or ten thousand followers. If you're left wing, whatever, then follow me. I'll follow you back. Make sure it doesn't yeah. happen to you. That sort of thing. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what to make of it at this point. Right. And then those people attract people that are going through the same thing, and it becomes a lot of confirmation bias too. So I don't know what to make. Sure. Of it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Can right. we do some behind the paywall? Alan reads from behind the paywall. Behind the paywall with me, Alan. <laughs> um, so this is a headline from the New York Times. The judge holds Trump in contempt over documents in the New York AG's inquiry. Donald J. Trump was ordered to fully comply with the attorney general's subpoena and will be fined $10,000 a day until he does. Wow. Uh, so this is the but he's uh, appealing AG. it, right? So he won't if he wins, he won't have to pay anything. Yeah, and even if he does, it probably won't be him paying it. That's true. 
Um, so this is the uh, Attorney General in New York, uh, Letitia James, who has been working on this case. It's sort of... A <laughs> so I'll break it down like kind of quickly here. Is that the the Trump lawyers essentially told the, the judge, uh, we don't have any of the documents that she requested. Uh, we looked and we can't find them. We It's not our documents. It's probably somewhere else. It's We don't have them. And the judge said... Um, that's not good enough. Like, you can't just tell me you looked and you didn't find anything. You have to be way more specific than that. And I have to do my job. And these documents are well within the, the rights of AG Letitia to request. And so if you're going to tell me you can't find the documents, I'm going to need more details than we looked and we can't find. Right. Them, essentially is what they said. Now, or what the judge said. Yeah. Now, um. 10,000 bucks a day isn't nothing, um, but as I said, even if uh, he does ultimately have to pay it, it probably won't come from his checkbook. Yeah, you right? could just fire off his email and get people yeah. to donate. To the the RNC will probably pay for it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so th- this remains to be resolved. It does seem like, and actually even the, the, uh, the AG's office has said that, you know, we're kind of on a time crunch here. We need to figure this out pretty quickly. This is not a criminal trial, by the way. This is still civil for what she's addressing. Hmm. And this is essentially that uh, the Trump organization, the Trump company, uh, inflated their assets in order to uh, secure loans that they normally wouldn't be able to have secured um, if the price of the assets was accurate. Um and so there, th- this has been a longstanding accusation against the Trump organization where they inflated their their uh, what they said that the, the value of their properties was to secure loans and then deflated them to pay less taxes or no taxes and sort of played this game on and on. And that's what she's trying to run down here. So uh, it remains to be seen. I, I don't know that it's it's really going to go anywhere, but it's it's definitely an interesting development. You know, I think about him being too tied up in court and legal fees um, and being unable to run in 2024. And I'm reminded that when Caesar won the election that allowed him to be appointed to go mm-hmm. make war in Gaul and conquer Germany. Always about Rome. I know, I know, I know, I know. But when he won that election, as he left that morning, supposedly he said, you know, you know, pray for me because if i don't win i owe too many people fucking money like i'm too indebted to all the people that are going to help me get elected and the promises i've made and people have paid bribes i've made like if i don't win like i'm dead and then it all worked out for him and so I, i say that to say this you know we talk a lot about like trump is so effective despite x y and z right like yeah. If only he was more tactful, you know, maybe it, it, he'd be even more effective. And I and I just shudder to think it. If he had any historical perspective on what I just described, he'd be like, "Wow, this is my Caesar moment," <laughs> and it would really inspire and motivate him. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably more inspired, and motivated by Big Macs. I think that's but. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, should we get into media? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, I watched The Batman. Mm, so did on, I. On, oh, you did? I thought mm-hmm. you didn't watch it. No, no, I did. Yeah, we watched okay. it Monday, Sunday. Okay. Uh, 
it was three hours long. Yeah, it was. It was very long. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten used to these very sort of gritty mm-hmm. sort of heroes dilemma kind of stuff that you get with the uh, you know like the Dark Knight, etc. That this seemed very. Um, I don't know, like vanilla. It seemed very well. It was like, like seven at first, at least at, at the, for the for like the beginning and middle. It was very. Sure. It was like the movie Seven, like a de- de- a detective movie. It felt more like a '90s Batman than like yeah. a current one. I didn't hate it. I just uh, also didn't love it, yeah. and it was way too fucking long. Just way I, too I, long. I didn't feel like I got were, you. You knew it was long going into it, and then you start watching the opening scenes, and you're just like, none of these scenes, like all these things, every shot could be like 15 seconds shorter. Every shot, and like I, I don't need like bam, bam, smash cut shots, but like just every shot, you're like, this doesn't need to be this long. I understand why it's three fucking hours, and it's all you. You're just Jango in the editor's booth. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was. I'm I'm glad I didn't like watch it in a theater. I probably would have been really disappointed. <laughs> I didn't. It was. I didn't hate uh, the what is it? Pat the Patman. Was it? Yeah, no, he Pattinson? was. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. I thought he was fine. But it, it was. It was like they just had to tell the origin story all over again, mm-hmm. which I feel like we've done like yep. fucking ten times. I was already. really hoping they'd be like, "Can we just have it all implied?" Yeah, like you don't need that, yeah. right? We we know Batman. Right. We've had Batman for yeah. fucking fifty years. There isn't a new audience to like have to tell them about it, especially no, when you we... do it this violently. Like, what do you? Do? Well, we got to make sure the kids know. Kids, this was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Adults, uh, no, you can just skip it. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that. I also watched. Um, I watched the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, cool. Because it was like there, and I was yeah. like, oh, I'll watch that it's again. Fun. I liked that. It was movie. fun. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I wish it was better because the story. There's but the so many actors were ways. good. I mean, you got Rockwell, was, uh, Zoe Deschanel. She was great. Yeah. Uh, Beeble Brox was funny as yeah. hell. Uh, it was funny because uh, State Yelling Champion actually had he does like a comic every day, uh-huh. and his comic I think today or yesterday was the like the sad robot uh-huh. from, from. Oh, the, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! I just, I just watched, watched that. that. Yeah, and I remember seeing the drawing too. Yeah, no, it was it Dude, was. He it was is fun prolific. Like there, it's just always something new. Every fucking, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he has time. It's impressive. Yeah. How about you? Uh, you well, I watched the Batman, and I just told you about that. Sure, um, sure. We watched. We started watching a show on Apple Plus, Apple TV, whatever it's called, called uh, that nobody else yeah, has and can't watch. Right. Uh, it's called Severance. <laughs> you can buy uh, it. You can get. You can watch. Wait, I can. Show. I think so. You don't have to have an Apple to watch it. Oh, I think they're into making money. So like, I can buy it on my Samsung TV. I think so. Maybe not through their marketplace, but maybe on Amazon. I know there's a there's a thing on the menu for it, so maybe I'll try. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it, I mean, there's a fair amount of dude. It's worth it's worth it for for all mankind. Severance. Yeah, okay. Severance is really fun. So Adam Scott is in it. He's the uh, douchey older brother and stepbrothers. He's from Party Down. Uh, okay. You know Adam Scott. Yeah. Um, do you know the guy in Step Brothers that lifts his shirt up and he has all the abs, and he punches him in the face on the treehouse? <laughs> just say yes, and we'll move on. I'm gonna. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's from uh, Parks and Rec. Jeez. Oh, okay. Okay. Listeners are upset about that. I'm sure. Um. So this is really good. John Turturro's also in it. Um, oh, like yeah. The so okay. The idea is without spoiling anything. 
you can have an implant put into your brain where for a time period of your life, you go and work for the company that puts the implant in your brain. And I don't quite understand what you get out of that as a when, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, And so there's this like duality of consciousness going on with that and a real, um, a a good suspense story going on with that as the premise. Is it like a dystopic future kind of thing? Yes. Okay. All right. And then Natasha like hasn't, that. yeah. Well, you have Hulu, right? No, I don't. But Fucking I damn can't. it! Well, you're not gonna like this next recommendation, Alan. Uh, <laughs> Natasha hasn't seen the the TV show Dave, which is about Little Dicky, the rapper. It's a comedy series, and it's really well done. Um, very funny. Andrew Santino's in it as well. Um, yeah, I don't we, think I know that name. We've been watching. Yeah, he's the redhead, uh, Cheeto Santino on uh, Instagram. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Um, it, man, this show's so funny, and I'm enjoying watching it over again. I watched the first season right before the pandemic, and then there's been a second season, but I didn't watch it because Natasha hadn't seen the first season. So, um, is Hulu still like a shit show with the interface? No, it's even better than Netflix, and it doesn't automatically start. It's a wonderful. Oh. It's it's pleasant to scroll around. Okay. Yeah, okay. I re- highly I might recommend get back in. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you ready for America's favorite party game? It's Teddy time. Right. I'm ready. All right. So every week I bring Alan three quotes, two by noted author and media critic Noam Chomsky, one by author and media critic Ted <laughs> Kaczynski. All right. Here we go. So number. Well, these are all short. Yeah. Uh, number one. Easy ones. The technophiles are taking us all on an utterly reckless ride into the unknown. Okay. Changes in progress very rarely are gifts from above. They come out of struggles from below. Ooh, kind of like that one. Um, Growing up in the place I did, I never was aware of any other option but to question everything. Give you good (laughs) ones, huh? Those are good ones. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, man, I really, I, I like the second one, but I don't, I, I just like it because of the words. I don't like it because I think it's Teddy. Uh-huh. Um, so that'd be interesting if it is. I'm not going to pick it. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with the first one. That's just, your Teddy? Yeah. Alan, hopefully you're starting a new streak. Congratulations. You found this week's Teddy. Woo! <laughs> hell yeah I, dude, man I gotta tell you I am yeah. running out of Teddy quotes listeners if you have any Ted Kaczynski quotes <laughs> send them to me on Twitter or Instagram at none taken podcast uh, you're sure to get an FBI agent oh I, they're too, already so. here, they're anyway. here. We, we are like uh, honey for them yeah indeed that was fun that was fun yeah I mean our exchange was fun uh, I am very upset with my technology. As I said, I can relate to our... Uh, glad well, you found the teddy this week, Alan. <laughs> found the teddy too. in me, too. Me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I will uh, work we'll work on the redundancy so this we don't have these issues. Okay, all right. Well, um, yeah, it's ultimately my fault. Plus, if it weren't for technology, I wouldn't be able to look at you while I talk to you. And we couldn't do this show. That's what so. I meant, yeah. Two weeks, my man. Two, Two weeks. weeks. I will be in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're going to have a great time. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Cheers. Cheers. That was fun. Yep. Come in the name of peace. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? 
I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. <laughs> Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. Now this is podcasting.